I wrap up this series, Journey with Jesus, part three. Very quickly. Mark chapter four from verse 35. And the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on the pillow. And they awake him and said unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, shalom, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Chapter 5 and verse 1. And they came over onto the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes. Jesus started the journey with his disciples. And the Bible says they ended that journey well. One of the things that I shared with us last week and two weeks ago is that when you journey with Jesus, when you travel with him like I want you to do, this year, one, you will arrive your destination. Because those who travel with King Jesus always get to their destination. Whatever you have set as a goal, if you go with Jesus, you will achieve it. That's what it means. If longevity is part of your goals in life, if you do it with Jesus, you will achieve it. Because it will ensure that you get there. After all, he promised in Isaiah 46 and verse 4. He said, I have made you and I will carry you. I will carry you to who are hairs, to hairs white with age. Hairs, your hair white with age, not with stress, with age, not tinted, with age. Glory be to God. Psalm 91 verse 16, he said, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. So if you journey with Jesus, you will get there. If you want to succeed at your academics or your career, your profession, I want to encourage you, journey. Don't journey alone. Journey with Jesus. The Bible says, when they started the journey, somewhere in the middle, their boat was rocked. Rocked by the sea. Rocked by the contrary wind. And Jesus got up, rebuked the wind, and asked the sea to keep calm. The journey of life is not without challenges. The greater your destiny, the greater your challenges. That's the truth. Certain things will come against you. In your journey in life, no matter how close you are to God, how, how closer could anyone get than these guys to Jesus? They were in the same boat. Other people were in other little ships. Other people were across the sea. But these guys were actually in the same boat as the Lord Jesus. And yet the storm came. What does that say to you? I want to be great in life. Yeah, great storms will come. But the storm will not be able to capsize your boat. Let me tell you something. Anytime you set out to achieve something great in life, there will be opposition. People that don't want opposition are people who don't want to get there. People think that blessings just come on the platform of I'm a Christian, I'm born again, I speak in tongues. In fact, that sets you up for the opposition. Anything that has the label of God on it, anything that has the name of Jesus on it, Satan will come against it. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, I will build 
my church and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. In Psalm 34, I believe, and verse 19, it says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. There are not few. There are many. In Psalm 13, verse 5, it says, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. So, if I cried in the night, I can be sure that in the morning my joy is coming. Can I have an amen? So, I want you to know that we are not on an easy ride. You know, your life is just, you know, cool and everything is just rosy. No! If you are going to be great, your legs will be long. If you are going to go far, you must be ready to go with Jesus. To go with Jesus. The storm beat against their boat. So much so that these disciples that were coming from a faith meeting, they were coming from a faith convention with Jesus, where he had healed the sick, where he had fed the poor. These men, it was as though they threw their faith to the wind. It was as though their faith escaped through the window. They woke him up, Master, don't you care that we perish? Who told you that we will perish? If Christ had not been in that boat, they would have perished because of their confession. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. If you love your tongue, you will eat the fruit of the seed you are sowing. You will eat the fruit of the seed you are sowing. They say, nobody will make it this year. You say, I'm the first to make it this year. You will eat the fruit of the seed that you are sowing. The Holy Ghost told me some time ago, a couple of years ago, he said, when you don't enjoy the harvest in your life, the kind of things you are harvesting, the kind of things you are eating. He said, change your seed. Does that not make biblical sense? If you don't like yam, for example, then don't plant yam anymore. If maize is what you like, then change the seed. You cannot plant yam and expect maize. Are you getting what I'm saying? You can't be talking death, death, every time with your mouth, talking poverty, lack, and expect prosperity, and expect favor. I don't know why nobody likes me. Nobody will like you. I don't know why I'm always falling sick. March every year is my family sickness. That will become your family sickness. God said, in Numbers, I believe 14, 14, 28, somewhere, some media can help me this morning. I, I don't have time to go there. He said, that which I hear you say, he said, tell them, as truly as I live, said the Lord, that which I hear you say in my hearing, will I do unto you. Okay, I got it right. 14, 28. Say unto them, as truly as I live, said the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, that will I do. Not as others have spoken on your behalf, as you have spoken. So others may curse, curse, curse you. If you bless, bless, bless yourself, God said, what you say is what I will do. Glory be to God. I said, glory be to God. Now they took that journey and they were rocked on the way. But the Bible says in Mark chapter 5 verse 1, they got to their destination. I pray for someone you will get there. There is a place called there for every one of us. Maybe in your profession, when you become chattered, or when you become stamped, or when you become whatever, when you are called to the bar, or when you are called to the Supreme Court, the, well, Supreme Court or whatever, or in a temple in London, you will get there. Everybody has expectations. Everybody has desires. I expect anyway. Everybody should have something they are looking up to. Believing God for, I pray for you this year, your expectations shall not be cut short. What do you expect? The Holy Ghost told me about five, seven years ago, Fred, I said, sir, I said, be careful what you expect. I said, why, sir? He said, because you will have it. I said, thank you, sir. That changed me. I stopped expecting that when I step out, I will be stranded and nobody would help me. 
Because the devil really used to speak to my mind a lot. I allowed that guy too much. He would show me pictures of me being under the bridge, being homeless, being very poor, being not able to take care of my family, and etc., etc. And I looked at my background. My background was not very good. You know, daddy wasn't really rich. Mommy, mm, grandpa, I traced my genealogy. Nobody was rich except some people that happened to be, in quotes, lucky. I said, I don't like this kind of life. I want to be able to provide for my family. I want to be able to bless people. I want to be able to help. I want to be able to sponsor people through school. I want to be able to do that. He said, be careful what you expect. I said, why? He said, because you will have it. I said, thank you, Lord. Now I know what to expect. I expect favor every week, every day, and everywhere. And I tell you, I go to places where nobody knows me, and I am favored. I was at the uh, George Bush International Airport in Houston, Texas, years ago. I had excess luggage. I knew. I had lived in America for one, one month, and people had blessed me with so much for my children, for my wife, for my body. So I had too much. And in the place where I lived overnight, I, I deliberately dropped some things. The ones that were not very nice, I dropped them. You can give to your children or send to charity. So I packed the rest. When I got to the airport, they weighed my luggage. It was, you know, excess. The young man looked at me. I remember his name, Scott. He looked Chinese, somebody from Asia. Asian guy. He looked at me. He said, okay, wait. Right in my presence, just before me, a Nigerian guy also had excess luggage. And he told him, no, no, that's not going. Get to the garbage. Get out some stuff. Come back and wait. The guy put out some stuff, came back. No, no, excess, excess. Get to the garbage. Flash out some stuff. The guy went the second time. So he said, you step in line. So I stepped in line. And then he waited. Expecting to be favored. The guy put it on the scale. He said, excess. I said, okay. Under in my breath, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord, like the cause of a river, eternity with us, whatever you will. Psalm 5, verse 12, for thou, Lord, will bless the righteous, you will surround him with favor as with a shield. John 1, 16, and of his fullness, we have received grace upon grace, favor upon favor. The guy looked at me and said, okay, hold on, just a minute. He went inside, brought an extra bag from the airline and gave to me. He said, take some stuff out, put in this bag, and you can take this along with your hand luggage and go to the plane. Nothing did I miss. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Somebody said, favor! Because I expect it. I expect it. He said, ah, Pastor Fred, how come everybody likes you? Yes, I expect it. Because God told me, be careful what you expect. I don't expect to die young. I don't expect to die in an accident. I don't expect to die sick. I don't expect to, to be broke. I don't expect to be sick. Not one day of my life. What are you expecting? I will get there this morning. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. They got to the other side. And I told you that those who travel with Jesus always reach their destination. They reach there on time. They reach there safely. They reach there on purpose. Don't ever embark on a purposeless journey. Where are you going? I'm going to Lagos. For what? I just want to go and chill. Nonsense. A Christian should not be living like that. Travel to Lagos because you are led by the Spirit to go. If you are going on a leisure trip, that is fine. But know that that leisure trip is also on purpose. We don't just go on vacation and do nothing. When we go on vacation, we are still preaching. I shared with them in the first service. Let me share a few with you. A few years ago, because sometimes you don't know who is at the verge of 
of eternity. 2015, I went on a trip to America and I met this lady at the train station in Atlanta. I didn't know my way around. So she saw me in my state, my blessed state. And said, hey, you, you don't seem to know your way around? I said, no, man, I know my way around. You know, try to speak like them because that's what I'm, I'm in a country. So they don't say this guy has a funny accent because you're speaking English and they're like, oh, what is it? <laughs> so she showed me my way around, asked me what I was doing for a living. I told her I'm a minister of religion. I'm a pastor. Oh, well. And then she told me stories upon stories. Right there at the train station, we exchanged numbers. She said she would come to our church on Sunday where we ministry. And then she didn't come. But then we exchanged texts back and forth. And then we had another appointment. We now met at the mall. Then the pastor, the host pastor took me to the mall. Beautiful mall. And then, you know, we were eating and over lunch. I was sharing the gospel with her. And she told me that she had not been in church for six years. I said, why? She said, well, um, she just kind of lost interest. And then, you know, you know, one problem, the other. She was medically retired. She had a disease and all of that. And I said, okay, let me share the scriptures with you. And I said, open to Psalm 107 and verse 20. She said, what? I said, Psalm 107 and 20. She said, what? I said, Psalm 107 and verse 20. I said, the book before Proverbs. Oh, Psalm. I said, oh, sorry, Psalm. <laughs> Psalm 107. That was where I got the Psalm from. So when you hear me say Psalm now, it was from America. And Zacchaeus has chosen, even though he has not traveled to America, but he has chosen that that would be his accent. I've tried to discourage him. He said, no, sir. Now America, I'm going there, and he will go there. And as many as desire to go, they will, you will go there. To fulfill purpose. It's not just to be walking around America flipping buggers. Mm -mm. To fulfill purpose. To fulfill purpose. I shared the word of God with this woman. We prayed. That made a difference in her life. She rededicated her life to Christ. By the following year, when I traveled, I landed, I learned that as I called uh, from the airport, called that number, a daughter picked up and said, oh, your mommy's uh, friend from Africa said, yes, Miss Montgomery, Montgomery. For me, it's Montgomery, but she said Montgomery. I said, okay, Miss Montgomery. And then the daughter told me that she passed on the month before. You know my joy? She met Christ. We met at the train station. Don't live a life without purpose. Everywhere we are supposed to be sharing the gospel. Our car broke down. Not my car. The car we hired. Last week at Alalubosa GRA, we went to drop one of our members. And on my way back, the thing started doing overheating. And while they were fixing the car, I met some two guys on the street. They were walking in the opposite direction. So they walked past me and I heard their conversation. I overheard them. One of them was telling the other, he said, just take me anywhere for prayer. In Yoruba language, just take me anywhere for prayer, even if it's a herbalist. I stand before God, I lie not. I walked past them, they walked past me in the opposite direction. The Holy Ghost said to me, will you allow that pass? I said, but I don't know them. Do you have to know them to preach the gospel to them? I said, thank you, Holy Spirit. That's why the car broke down. So I went back. I said, excuse me. And both of them stopped. I said, Emma Bino, can I talk to you guys? Yoruba ni miyo. So they walked close to me. And I told them I overheard somebody saying to the other person, even if they have a habalist. I said, what's the problem? Then the guy started. This is the life story. 
It was a very long one. I said, don't worry. I don't have a solution to all of this, but I know someone that has a solution. Hey, hey sir. Somebody. I said, yes. His name is Jesus. He said, eh? I've been going to church. No, but he's the driver. He used to work in immigrations, but something happened after he got married. He did some deals and then he lost his job. And he did the deal to make some money for the wedding. So, and because of the girl, you know, to satisfy her and everything. So, the, two weeks after the wedding, they found out about the deal. He was supposed to still be on the honeymoon. They terminated his appointment. When they terminated his appointment, then struggle started. So he had to pick up uh, any odd job anywhere, and he was a driver. And even at the time, and guess what? The lady said, no, I can't cope. The lady left. The one for whom he did a deal. Are you getting what I'm saying? And now he's feeling very frustrated. Because now he has found another girl, but the girl uh, had a command. Because that's really not his taste, but uh, you know, the mother is saying, don't let me die without seeing your child. Alalubos are here. Right on the spot, the other one had a story too. I said, look, say these words after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I led both of them to Christ. I described the church. So anytime you come around, whether it's satellite or here or other church because they are quite grown, I said, just let me know you come around. If you can. If you remember my name. And then I left. But I sowed a seed. Our lives are supposed to be lives lived on purpose. If you go to Domino's to buy pizza and somebody is eating pizza next to you, tell them about Jesus. That might be the last time they will eat pizza. You don't know sometimes who is on the verge of eternity. Sometimes, not because of death, but you don't know who is about to make a mistake that will cost them their destiny. Some of your friends right now are at the verge or on the verge of decision making. At the valley of decision making. Many are at the valley of decision making. And they need someone to point them in the right direction. Every other person will tell them, don't worry. Do this. Don't do it. You won't die. It doesn't matter. But you are the voice of God that will tell them, if you try it, you better stay with God. Will you keep quiet or will you speak for God? That same trip in America in 2015, because I flew to Houston. And somewhere I had to take a flight from Houston to Florida for my, for my conference. I lost $100. How did I lose it? I had to pay for my bags. I went for a very cheap ticket online. Instead of me to buy the normal ticket of $200, I saw $85 ticket. I, I went for it. Name that one. I didn't know they were waiting for me at the airport. I didn't know they would collect money on my bags. $50 each. The money I was supposed to eat to, to use to feed myself. And I had ulcer. On that trip. Ladies and gentlemen, at the airport, I began to speak in tongues. When they made me realize I was going to pay $100, I quoted every scripture I knew on favor. I looked at the woman, the black woman, like this. I, I, I opened my eyes. You will favor me in the name of the. She collected the $100. I was very disappointed. I know God doesn't feel, but it, it hurt me. Have you ever prayed and it seemed God didn't answer? And so that makes two of us. I got on the plane, very disgruntled, very disenfranchised, very dispirited, very disheartened, very forlorn and morose and melancholic and lugubrious. And I was looking through the window, looking, gazing into the distance before the flight took off. 
And a white lady came on board and sat close to me on the same row. But there was an empty seat between both of us. I didn't even look at her. What are we talking about? I just lost under the... In fact, they warned me. If I didn't pay early, I would miss that flight. And the one who came to drop me at the airport had gone home. Where would I go? I would not be crying on the street. <laughs> so, the Holy Spirit said to me, minister to her. I said, minister, call. Ministry me. Where were you? When I was losing $100 at this airport, just downstairs, now, 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 I called on you, you did not answer. Your answer should mean, that preach yourself, preach. But you know when the Lord is talking to you, he won't let go of you. Son, minister to yourself. Father, minister yourself. I didn't look at her. I just looking. Just looking away. And she didn't greet me either. Good riddance to bad rubbish. But after a while, the love of God was shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. That love constrained me. So I looked in that direction. I said, Father, you said I should minister. Give me wisdom. This was the first white person I would minister to in my life. I don't know, Lord, how to help me. I know that every human being has a password. So give me the password to this woman. So I started from the known. For those of you that want to evangelize, every one of us must evangelize. We must be winning souls. Our life does not mean much, does not matter much if we are not winning souls. There are two things we'll be doing this in this church this year. Intercessory prayer on one hand, soul winning on the other hand. And let us see what God will make out of our lives. Enough is enough with all this bless me, bless me, bread and butter prayer that does not get us anywhere. Get engaged in kingdom advancement prayer. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and righteousness. And all these things, the Gucci, the Fendi, the Ferrari, the Ferragamo, shall be added unto you. So I looked at the woman and tried to familiarize with her. I had to start from the known before taking her to the unknown. Don't just meet people on the campus and say, are you born again? Do you know Jesus died for you? Say, if I was you, eh? Jesus died for me. I never chop success. They come to tell me, say, find a level ground with them. Find a common ground. If they like football, start from football. Even though me, I don't watch football. I don't know the name of the coach of Arsenal. None of my business. You that you know, how much money have they given you? Issue. My son knows all those ones. You don't be telling me, Daddy, you know, <laughs> Astiwenga. I said, who's that? <laughs> say, Daddy, ah, you know, Mbappe. Say, they call me, they call me Mini Mbappe. I have a friend in school. They call him uh, Mini, Mini Messi. But me, I'm Mini Mbappe. I say, why are you Mini Mbappe? Say, ah, Daddy, because of his style. You know, and then it was just backflip. I said, eh, I played football, but I don't know about backflip. So, what was the common ground? My flight, my frustration. The name of that airline is called Spirit. Auntie knows Spirit Airline. She lives in America. The ticket was the cheapest I found. I saw Frontier Airline. It was over $100. God rebuke the devil. I saw Southwest. Spirit. I was very happy. It was not even up to $85. I think $83. Ridiculously cheap. From Houston, Texas to Orlando, Florida. I said, well. So I spoke to the lady. I said, you know what? Hi, ma'am. She said, hello. I said, you know, I, I just kind of figured out that the owner of this airline, now don't mind my funny accent, uh, you know, must be like a born-again spirit-filled person. 
She looked at me like, what are you talking about? Born against review, what's that? So I told her how I got the ticket for cheap, and then I had to pay for bags. She, she now laughed. Oh, <laughs> is this your first time flying this airline? I said, oh, yes. Oh, no wonder. Little wonder. Actually, yeah, they make the tickets very cheap so that they can get the money from the bags. I said, okay. 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 So at least we had a ground to talk. I broke the ice. Then I began to talk to her. I engaged her. She engaged me. And thankfully, the third person that was supposed to be between us did not show up. So that seat was free. Then I began to tell her about life. Then I saw that this woman was very smart. She had a first degree in um, computing. Then she had a master's degree, which is quite uncommon over there for most of the citizens. It is also I like to go to school, you know. And uh, she had a lot of professional qualifications. And she was working with a company that was working with certain top Nigerians. See the way God connected us. She just resigned her job because she said they were doing some deals that she didn't like. And her conscience, she was not born again, but her conscience would not allow her. When I saw that there was nothing I said that this woman did not know, I said, Holy Spirit, what's her password? What is her password before she beats me now? What is her password? This one, so smart. Then I asked her a question. The Holy Ghost downloaded it to my spirit. I said, ma'am. She said, yeah. You seem to know a whole lot of things. She said, yeah, well, I'm well read. I said, but do you know why everything that happens in your life happens? Then she paused. Mm. To, some, to some extent, yes. But to some extent, no. I said, okay, okay. Let us deal with the extent that is no. I was coming from Romans chapter 8 and verses 26, 27, and 28. Verse 28 tells us that we know that all things work together for good. To them that love the Lord and to them who have been called according to his purpose. I zeroed in on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Every scripture I quoted, this woman wrote it down. Then she brought out a book and showed me. She said, this is what I believe, this is what I read. The book is titled, or was titled, The Secret Codes of the Universe. You don't want to ever read that book. It's for the people on the other side satanists and they had a lot of crazy stuff there that would turn people's head but every scripture i quoted she wrote in that book she said when i get home i'm gonna go check i said you don't need to get home to check i had my tab with me fortunately in my hand luggage i brought it out turned on the bible app and then she began to read about five minutes to the end of that flight i said ma'am can i pray with you now then she opened up her life. I'm 60. Been married three times. No child. I have two sisters. They have five children. Their five children are all grown. They don't appreciate their mothers. And that's a big deal to the white people. I have an only brother who is suffering from a heart problem, has obesity and diabetes. I have a mother who is having cancer, ovarian cancer. She said, I'm the only one with no disease in my family, but I've been married three times, no child, and now I'm 60. What do you have to say to that? When she asked me that, the Holy Ghost gave me the answer. I said, ma'am, put Jesus in the center of it all, and everything will revolve around him. Everything will revolve around him. He said, really? Yeah, how do I do that? I said, let, let us pray. For the first time in my life, I was praying for someone that didn't know how to say amen. 
I mean, she was just looking at me. I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, I didn't hear any response. I said, Father, I trust you that you have blessed your daughter. And in Jesus' name, no amen. She was just looking at me. Because she had never prayed. So I had to tell her, ma'am, when you hear me say, in Jesus' name, say amen. I said, okay. Would you please close your eyes? Okay. So anywhere I mentioned Jesus, even though it was not at the end of the prayer, say amen. amen. It was a funny service we had on the plane. When we're done praying, I said one more thing, ma'am. I'd like to actually lead you to Christ. Would you want Jesus to come into your heart as your Lord and Savior? She said, yes. So I, I now led her in the sinner's prayer. Hear the testimony. Immediately we were done. Two minutes to the end of the flight. She said, I just felt like a heavy burden was lifted off my shoulders. To the glory of God. And we landed at the airport. And as we made our way to the uh, luggage area to go claim our bags, she stopped me in the middle of the road, in the middle of the aisle. She said, how old are you? And that was 2015. I was 35. I said, I'm 35. She said, and you are a pastor? I said, yes, I am. She said, I'm 60. I said, you told me that before. Oh, okay, let's go. So we moved on. We claimed our bags. She said, so how are you going to get to your hotel? In Nigeria, before I traveled, I booked the hotel myself, the motel, Howard Johnson. In my little travel experience, I searched for a hotel that would not be too far from the convention center. I forgot. I saw International Drive. In my calculation, international drive, usually in every country, is the road that leads to the airport. So I thought even if I didn't have a car or anything, I could trek from the airport to the hotel because it was on international drive. Oh, Lord, my God. Don't forget I had lost $100. The only Spirit said minister to this woman. I said, no, I wasn't going to minister before I agreed. So I told her the hotel. She said, do you mind if I give you a ride? I said, well, I figure... I just use the city bus. She said, no, how do you want to get there from here? I said, I use the city bus. I just drag my bags. She said, you don't want to do that. Sweetheart, you don't want to do that. How old are you? I said, I'm 35. And you are a pastor? I said, yes. Wow, I'm 60. I said, you told me that before. She said, okay, I'm renting. I want to rent a car. Do you mind if I give you a ride? I said, well, it doesn't hurt. So she rented this Toyota Camry 2000, and that was 2015. I hadn't seen that car in Nigeria at the time. And we got into a white car. And then we started driving. I thought maybe in two minutes she just dropped me off and that was it. Ladies and gentlemen, it took about 28 minutes. Driving. Top speed. Can you imagine? Sophia, don't enter London. Can you imagine your pastor from the village? Two bags. Dragging on the road. One name Peter, one name Paul. Fly away, Peter. And it was hot. It was sunny that summer afternoon. My goodness, I would have been crying. And you don't flag, you don't flag down a taxi. You don't flag down anybody. They won't listen to you. Hey, Lord, excuse me. Back in the day, I used to say Okada a lot. There was no Okada. No bike. As the woman kept driving and driving, 
I thought, ma'am, are you, did you punch in the right address? She said, yeah. How oh, what chance? You know, she just put it in the GPS and we're driving. In my mind, I said, hey, Oluwa, ah, forgive me. You say I should minister. If I had not ministered, I would have lost out on this ride. I didn't know that even in my mess, God was going to bring out a message. I got to my motel. She waited, ensured I was properly checked in. And they had my information on the computer. They were waiting for me. And she said she was ready to leave. Then we took a picture together. A selfish. Her name was Teresa. Teresa Harlow. And this woman engaged me every day on that trip. Asking questions about the Bible. About the Holy Spirit. She said I should speak to her in IT terms. So when I said you need to receive the Holy Spirit. She said is it like um, you have a system. You have to um, like um, download and uh, download the software. We didn't have apps back in the day. Software. Like you have to download the software. I said, yes. I said, your, your spirit man is like your hardware. And then you, now to, you need to download the software in your hardware. And that, had, uh, that software will run the program. She said, okay. I said, that's like the Holy Spirit. Okay. Okay. Guess what? She supplied me my boss information to my conference for every day. This is what to do. A boss is arriving at this time. If you miss that, don't miss this. I mean, information that I didn't have. I was just a Nigerian guy. You the information or you just go to the road. Songo. Over there is by information. <laughs> Organized country. And not only that, she asked me for my other trips because I was going to make other trips. I had other flights within the U.S. And she asked me, how are you going to go? And then I told her, I bought my tickets already. And guess what she did? She logged into my portal and she paid for my bags for the rest of the trip. Without asking her for a dime. When God sends you on, on an assignment, he provides for you. When he gives a vision, he makes the provision available. Are you with me, church? So when you journey with Jesus, you get there on time, you get there, you get there safely, you get there on purpose. Number two, I told you last week and two weeks ago, when you journey with Jesus, it will bring the kingdom, the power, and the glory into your life. That's why the woman said she felt like a heavy burden was lifted off. Today, I want to tell you about the journey. What do I need to know about the journey? And hopefully, this is where I stop. I'm in this point. What do I need to know about this journey? This journey, what I want you to know about it is that it's a journey of faith and love. Somebody say faith and love. Now, what is faith? Hebrews 11.1 1 tells us the definition of faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Could you give it to me in AMPC media? And I want everybody to read this together to make more sense to you. AMPC, Amplified Classic. All right, let's go. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for. Hold on. Do you know the meaning of confirmation? Students, when you make a payment of your school fees using your portal and the payment goes through, what do you have? A confirmation. And then you can print that as your proof of payment. Faith is the confirmation. Confirmed. Somebody say confirmed. Oh, no. You guys are posh. In Mokola, where I come from, confirmed. 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 But boy, confirm you. Say, hey, confirm me. Ah, we can do business. Faith is the confirm. Faith is the confirmation. 
The title deed. Lawyers will understand title deed. When you buy property, they make your documents for you. That show those documents will show you as the owner. It shows your ownership. It's called title deed. The title deed of the things we hope for. Continue. Being the proof. At least you know proof of payment, right? The proof of things we do not see. And the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact. What is not revealed to the senses. The senses are five. What you see, what you feel, what you smell, touch, taste. Faith goes a step ahead of that. How do you know you are healed? When you are still feeling the pain. I know I am healed in my spirit. Because Jesus says I am healed. And I am healed. Regardless of the pain I feel. That is faith. How you sure tomorrow will be better than today? Because God said he's got plans for me. Jeremiah 29, 11. So I don't care what plans the Nigerian government may have or not have. I know my tomorrow is settled. Faith. Based on what God has said. Listen church. Faith is not the same as mental assent. Faith must be based on the word of God. Faith comes when you hear the anointed words of Christ. How do we hear, therefore, the anointed words of Christ? Romans 10, 17 says, now faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What does that mean? It can come two ways. One, as I'm preaching now, I'm anointed of God to preach the gospel. I hope you guys know I'm anointed of God. I know I'm anointed of God. And I know you are anointed as well. When you have the Holy Spirit, you are anointed. Can I have an amen to that? When an anointed servant of God is preaching and teaching, the Holy Spirit will cause you to start hearing certain things that pertain to your life. From all I've said this morning, has anybody here heard anything that concerns them? You say, oh, this is for me. Anybody, can I see your hand up? Good. When that comes to you, that is faith coming to you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema Christos. Rhema means spoken word. Christus, the anointed one. Faith comes when you hear from the mouth of Jesus. You can hear from the mouth of Jesus through his servant. Two, you can hear from the mouth of Jesus when you're on your own, meditating on the word. Please, don't just read your Bible. I want to cover the Bible reading for the year. Yes, I'm trying to do that also. Do it, it's nice. But don't just read. Meditate. In the place of pondering over the word of God, musing over it, muttering it, confessing it, thinking through it, the word will speak to you. Have you ever had this experience? You were reading the Bible, and you were meditating, you were quiet, and something jumped out of the Bible to you. I mean, a phrase, a line, a word just jumped at you. Like, yeah, it speaks directly to you. Anybody here? That's faith. Faith is not just when I hear Pastor Fred's message and I hear it 1,000 times. That's how faith comes. No, you can hear 1,000 times, you don't get anything out of it. You can even re-preach it like Pastor Fred. But you can quote all the scriptures he quoted. That's not faith. Faith is when you allow the word speak to you. Amen. And when you have it, you have it. 
When you have faith, you have faith. This journey with Jesus this year will be a journey of faith and love. Because without love, your faith will not work. Faith doesn't produce results without love. And for many, many people in the body of Christ today, their faith hasn't been producing results in a long time. And they are not stopping to check why. For a Christian, things should not be going down. It should be going up. You should be getting better. Proverbs 4, 18 says the path of the justified, the just is as a shining light. It should shine more and more to the perfect day. You should be doing better in your academics. You should be doing better in your profession, in your business, in your health. I know there are challenges. They come. But you should overcome. And how do you overcome? By faith. Put it on the screen for me. 1 John 5, 4. On the screen. 1 John 5, 4. Quickly, please. I can quote it, but I wanted to read it. Read everybody. One, two, go. For whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. How? This is the victory that overcometh the world. What's that victory? Come and say it. It is your faith that overcomes the world. That's why Satan attacks you, attacks your faith. He doesn't care about how much money you have or the money you don't have. Everything he's doing in your life is just for you to give up on your faith, to give up on God. The reason he attacks your business is so that you can turn your back on God and say God is not true. Christianity is a scam. Like some people made a song, adulthood is a scam or something like that. You better work. what they say. I don't, people just come up with all kind of stuff. They're waiting for somebody to check on you and to send you money. Say nobody sends you money. Nobody. I heard the song once. But I don't know the lyrics well. Don't feed on such stuff. It affects your faith. There are songs that are not even good. They're not biblical. They are religious but not biblical and they affect your faith. Pass me not by, oh gentle savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. The same person that said to you, I will be with you till the end of the age. And you are telling him not to pass you by? How can I be with you and you are telling me not to pass you by? How is that possible? There are many songs that are religious, but they are not spiritual. And that's why we sing them for a long time. We get no result. They are even militating against our faith. Some of our songs are even full of sarcasm or... They're just derogatory. You're not praising God at all. And that's a praise song. No, tell me, how have you praised God in that song? You're abusing someone else. Come and see at the and they will sing that for 15 minutes and you are sweating. Say, I was told today, wow, powerful. We sang and we perspired. You didn't praise God. Go to the Bible for songs of praise. They sang of his love, they sang of his mercy, they sang of his goodness. What song did Jehoshaphat sing with the, with the choir? Second Chronicles 25. Or Second Chronicles 20. 
in verse 20, he said, believe the Lord your God and so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. They sang a song to the Lord, the song of Moses. And what was the song of Moses? For the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. They told God, you are good. Have you told him, when last did you tell him, God, you are good? I know I'm hungry. I don't have breakfast this morning. But God, you are good. I'm going to write this exam. My parents have not been able to pay my tuition fees. But God, I know you are good. You have not forgotten about me. You are good and your mercy is forever. Some people are driving on the road. Your car breaks down. Say, God, why? God, when? No, God, you are good. This car may not be good, but you are good. And I know you are changing it soon. Amen. There's something you are trusting God for and there's a delay. Some people cannot... They cannot, they don't have the grit to stay. They don't have the staying power. Ah, eh, eh, Pastor, I mean, I'm not that patient, so it has to come now. What if it doesn't come now? What do you do? Listen, church, faith and patience work together. There's hardly anywhere you see in the Bible where you see faith, if you read very well, that you won't see patience. Hebrews 6.12, quickly, quickly. Oh, Lord, I want to finish this today. Hebrews 6.12, on the screen. That ye be not slothful, don't be lazy, but followers of them who through faith and what? Patience. Do what? Inherit the promises. Whatever God promises, you need to inherit it by faith and patience. Let's move on. Jesus got to the land of the Gadarenes, healed the madman, moved on from there, took the ship. I'm now in Mark chapter 5, and I'm in verse 21. All the way to 40, 41, 42, 43, 43. I wish I could read this, but I want to stop. But this is where I'm going to conclude. And I want to appeal to you. Read it when you get home, but I will preach it now and teach it. But when you get home, go and check if everything I've said is actually true. Jesus, as he got to the other side, a man came by the name Jairus, one of the leaders of the synagogue. And he besought him and worshipped him and said, please, master, I have a daughter at home. My daughter is 12 years old. She lies at the point of death. Please come. And lay your hands on her, and she shall be healed, and she shall live. That's in verse 23. In verse 24, the Bible says, and Jesus went with him. Jesus didn't even argue. I mean, if I were Jesus, I would argue. I'm just coming from a missionary trip. Let me get home and rest a bit. Let me greet my family. Jesus just went with him. He listened there. Church. How many of you want God to really, really use you for other people this year? Can I see your hands up? Take this home with you. You must be someone who loves. Don't just be a person of faith, but be a person of love. Galatians 5.6 tells us, in the B part of it, that faith works by love. Meaning, for example, you have a Prado Jeep 2023, brand new. But there is no gas in your tank. There is no petrol. How far can that travel? Talk to me, church. How far can it go? It's not going anywhere. No petrol. 
No movement. Is that right? That petrol in your car is love in your spirit. Faith works by love. Somebody comes to you, please pray for me. Um, I'm not available right now. I'm quite busy. No, please pray for them. Is that clear? You will see God move through you. The mistake I had made, and I don't mind admitting this publicly, the mistake I had made in the past was, usually I fast every Wednesday. So when you ask me for prayer, I would ask you to come on Wednesday. Because I know that on Wednesday I'm fasting. So I'm in the best spiritual state of mind to pray. That is wrong. Because that is putting my faith in my fast. My faith and your faith is supposed to be in Jesus, not in the fast. 1 Corinthians 2.5 says that your faith may not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Are you with me, church? Put your faith. Tell your neighbor, put your faith in Jesus. That's the only place. Tell them, that's the only place. That's the best place. That's the right place to put your faith. Some people put their faith in their prayer. That situation has not changed because I've not prayed. <laughs> ah, when I pray like this, ah, if I pray for you, my sister, it has not happened because I've not prayed. I had that bike accident this morning because I didn't pray before I left home. Your faith is in your prayer. Error. Error. Your faith should be in Jesus. Is Jesus in you? Hello? Is Jesus in you? So, is your Jesus weak on a Tuesday afternoon? How come it's so strong on Wednesday because you're fasting? Let us stop that rascality and start helping people immediately. They come for prayer, especially if it's an emergency. If it's an ongoing issue or like a, a chronic issue, don't pray too quickly. Spend time with them. Get into the word. Get God's mind and then pray and release your faith. But be instant in helping people. Do you know that in helping others, you'll also find help? Hello? Come on now, don't sleep on me. Do you know that in helping others, you also find help? Jesus didn't need the help of anybody. He just went straight with this man, Jairus. As they were going to the man's house, a lot of people were around him, and they were pulling him and pulling on him, and thronging and pulling on him, and... and in the middle of that, a woman crawled in the midst of the people. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be made whole. If I may but touch the hem of his garment. Then she touched the hem of his garment are the fringes from his prayer shawl. Jesus being a Jewish rabbi, in John chapter 3, Nicodemus went to him in the night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher from God. So Jesus was a Jewish rabbi. And I figure when he returns again, we will see him as a Jewish rabbi. Because it doesn't change. Amen. Jewish rabbis all over the world, or you see them in America or the UK, anywhere, you see them, even when they wear suits, they still put their prayer short because they like to pray less. The woman said, let me just target the fringes. That was what Malachi saw 
I believe Malachi chapter 4, when he said, the son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. Those wings, those fringes are the wings. They are called zitzit. Zitzit. The shawl, the prayer shawl is called the talit. I would have brought it if I knew I was going to talk about this today to show you just an example. Now, that doesn't mean that that's how God answers your prayers. So don't go and buy a prayer shawl. If you want to buy one, that's fine. But that's not a guarantee to answer prayer. Faith. Amen. Can I have an amen? So she came in the press behind and touched him and Vetu slowed into her. Za! Somebody says, Za! Come on, that's too weak. Say, Za! The power just went into her. Za! And she was healed. Jesus looked back and said, who touched me? The disciples said, master, what you talking about? What you talking about, man? Everybody's around you. Everybody's going to pull on you. You saying someone touched me? Master, I'm going to talk to you. You know, see, as everybody, they pull you. They pull you every corner. They come and talk to somebody touch me. Who knows who touched you? Everybody touch you. Jesus said, no, somebody touched me. Because I feel an anointing left me. Something went out of me. The power of God. Somebody connected. Jesus like was, like, was like a mobile transformer. Carrying fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Electric power. And somebody brought a cable. Fear. And light entered their house. Faith is your connector to the power of God. Are you with me, church? Any day, any time you need the power of God in any situation, get your faith. In America, they don't call charger. You know what we call charger for our phones? They don't call it charger. They call it connector. And I prefer their own English in that area. Connector. Because it always reminds me of my faith. When your battery is low, how do you charge your battery? You bring it close to the power source and drop your phone there. Is that how you charge it? Drop your phone close to the socket. Will electric power jump into your phone? Come on, talk to me, George. How do you how do you get it? How do you get it working? You connect to that source using the connector, the charger. That's your faith. You are the phone. The power of God is in the socket. You need something to connect you. You don't need human connections right now. You need your faith in Jesus. Jesus said, Somebody touch me. Then he looked around and saw the woman. And she came trembling. And she confessed. And the Bible says. She told him all the truth. Somebody say all the truth. Now, if you read that cursorily, you would assume the woman just shared her testimony in two minutes. Hello, master. I'm the woman that um, had issue of blood for 12 years, and I touched you today. I touched your fringes, and I'm good. No? How do you share the testimony of 12 years in 12 minutes? I know how you guys struggle when you come up here to share testimonies at the end of every month. You struggle with time because the MCs are not very nice. They give you like one minute or two minutes and they take off your mic and all of that. We struggle for something that happened in one week or one day. Imagine a journey of 12 years. The Bible says this woman had suffered many things from the hands of many physicians and she was broke. She was rich before, but she became broke. Bible scholars said one of the treatments that she was exposed to was that they put fire in the pit and they opened her laps and exposed her to the heat from the fire. Peradventure, the heat would help dry up 
the fountain of the blood. But it didn't work. That is not dignifying for a woman. Is that not humbling and belittling enough that doctors will tell you to strip and open your laps wide? For any woman, that is not dignifying, except for prostitutes, anyways. And the modern day young prostitutes on social media who would be in the bathroom and record themselves, take their nude video and, and get it released. And people send their nude pictures. Normally, there is something wrong with nudity because even nature wants you to cover yourself. When God made Adam and Eve, he covered them with the glory. When they sinned and sin exposed them, God made the first clothes for them, killing an animal and used the animal skin because they made clothes from fig leaves. And that would be very funny. Imagine if we are still wearing fig leaves today. They wear our board in church. God killed an animal, made the skin of that animal, and made them some designer clothes to cover themselves. And fashion started from there. But now fashion is taking a reverse trend. Now fashion is actually now, instead of covering nakedness, is now exposing nakedness. That is the spirit of the world. That is not the spirit of the church. Are you with me, church? So this woman was humiliated. The Bible says she suffered many things from the hands of many physicians. Oh, some of them fondled her breast in the name of checking out what was wrong with her. She was hemorrhaging under, but they went for the breast. And when you are sick, you are at the mercy of the doctors. And if they are not born again, God have mercy on you. I know they have codes of conduct, they have ethics and all of that, but things still happen. A friend of mine told me what she suffered from the hand of one doctor who was trying to mess around with a private because she had a problem around that area and then she had to scream and whatever. But what do you do as a woman when you get pregnant and you want to have delivery? You don't have a choice, you have to open it. And then they come and check the dilatation. One CM, two CM, three CM, they come back again, check it, put hand. When my wife was going to deliver our babies, my eyes would be popping red at that time. But this doctor now, do you know how much I paid? Do you know the bread price? Do you know, do you know the travel I traveled? The Bible says as in Psalm 103, one of the verses, it says, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath it removed our transgressions from us. The day I went for my traditional marriage in the east, that scripture made sense to me. Thank you, media. Psalm 103, verse 12. I traveled for 12 hours. We got there in the night. Very late. The next day, I called the senior pastor. Fredo, how far have you got there, Father? We got there last night. I said, now, sir, I have the practical understanding of Psalm 103, verse 12. That says, as far as the east is from the west. Me, that I traveled that far. I carried my mom on that trip. And one of my very close pastor friends. But now she was going to give birth, and she had to open up. One doctor, small boy, you just come, put her and say, Kai! But you don't have a choice. As a woman, you can say, no, no. I cover up. Even if you cover with the blood of Jesus, then we open it. Now that's normal. That's natural. But can you imagine that's now, that, that now happening because of a sickness, not because of childbirth. And it happened for 12 years. Until she spent all the money she had. That's a devourer. I pray for someone here. I don't know what has devoured your resources. 
I don't know what has devoured your dignity as a woman or as a man, but the power of God is reversing that right now in the name of Jesus. Shout a better amen. So the testimony was long. She was sharing it with Jesus. Sir, there was even one doctor down in Jerusalem. Oh my God, the first day I got there. <laughs> when you get a woman to share a testimony, she will talk small, cry small, talk small. Oh my God, what happened? Ah, master. Listen to me. As she was sharing the testimony, don't forget Jairus. Jairus was standing by, close to Jesus. He was taking Jesus to his home. This woman came to interrupt and intercept the journey. What? If I was Jairus, Madam, you have been healed. Go, go. Go home. Let my daughter be healed too. Because the daughter was at the point of death. Emergency. But Jesus slowed down the emergency. Maybe I'll preach that someday. The God that slows down the emergency. While Jesus was enjoying the testimony of the woman, people came from Jairus' house. Ogajairu, why troublest thou the master and the father? Thine daughter is kaput. <laughs> Jesus said, if I were Jairus, I would have been angry with Jesus. Because they told me that you are anointed, you are a man of power, you are a man of, that's why I came. Would I have come? Now, the reason for which I came now is, is, is Amen. And you call yourself a man of God. Is that how a man of God behaves? You saw a woman, you are to a woman, woman, you like woman. I don't know what it is with pastors and women. He would have said all kinds of things and he would have aborted his miracle. But before he had the chance to speak, as soon as Jesus heard, verse 36, the word that was spoken to Jairus, Jesus said to Jairus, I need a Jairus. Come, Larry. I figure in my mind, I will ask the Lord when we get to heaven. Face me, face me. Jesus faced him when he heard what was told him. And held him like that and said, Be not afraid! Only be not afraid. He shook him. Let me see. I shook that guy. Tell your neighbor, say, Be not afraid. Only believe. Make it louder. Be not afraid. Only believe. Somebody say, oh, oh, what about my exams this week? Tell them. Tell one more person, be not afraid. Only believe. Pastor, what about my house rent? They've given me quick notice. Tell them, be not afraid. Only believe. What about the money I'm expecting, Pastor? How about that letter I've been waiting for? He's been delayed. Pastor, what's going to happen? Now preach to yourself. Say, self. Be not afraid. Only believe. Come on, you will get there. 
Woo! They were done with that testimony and they moved on to his house. The girl was stone cold. The people there were tumulting. They were wailing and crying. Professional mourners. Professional willers. When they finished crying, they were asked for food. Please, can you make us a mala? The type that is soft. Because this place is paining me. A jackal soft, a jaw. With Ogbono. Ogbono will be good. Ogro. Let him be draw soup. I don't want a good soup. Please, if you're putting goat with, let it be soft. Jesus got there. Why are you why are you making this much ado? The girl is sleeping, she's not dead. Eh? <laughs> the people crying a moment ago. Were they original? Look at the way they switch. I mean, if, if they were genuine and Jesus said the girl was sleeping, they would say, What are you saying? Please don't make light of other people's plight. Are you getting what I'm saying? Jesus, don't, 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 please, please don't. But no. Jesus, because the same loving and compassionate Jesus can be very stern. You remember what he did to the guys buying and selling in the, in the temple? When you are a pastor, you are just you have to be gentle as a dog. Yes, Benny, but there's the other side. When you have to say, hey, baby, wear camisole. Did you hear what I said? Next time you're coming to church, I love you, but wear camisole. Your cleavage is not for public consumption. It does nothing to me. But there are brothers in the church who are still trying to stand. Brothers, can I have an amen? Glory be to God. Because some people will not hear pastor's message. They will hear the gospel according to St. Cleavage. From the beginning to the end. Oh, pastor. Oh, God. Don't be the cause while someone will be hindered from being blessed. Are you getting what I'm saying? And God bless all the ladies. Can I have an amen? I love the ladies of the expression house. They are wonderful, wonderfully and fearfully made, well-dressed, anointed, blessed, and highly favored. Can I have an amen? And all the boys are jealous. Guys, don't be jealous because you are blessed. Say amen. They got to the house. Jesus put all of them out, all of those two mortars, put them out. Get out of here. People full of unbelief. Get out. Get out of here. Sometimes when you need to pray, you need to go with people of faith or go alone. Not people that will be affecting your faith. Got there and then took the father and the mother of the child. That's Jairus and the mom. Get up. Touched the girl and said, Talita Kumi. You within the Talit. Some Bible scholars said he actually wrapped the fringes of his Talit, prayer shawl, around the girl's hands and laid on her and said, get up. 
Talitha kumi, meaning you within the talit. Get up. But it's also been interpreted, damsel, arise. Whichever. The girl came back to life. Abby? And she was 12 years old. How long was the affliction of the woman that interrupted the journey? How old was this girl? That number 12 is the number of God's government. The government of God comes upon a sin and changes that situation. This year, you will experience the kingdom of God. You will experience the power of God. In every way, you will experience the glory of God. Can I have a better amen? The woman said within herself, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, faith speaks. Second Corinthians 4, 13. Faith speaks. Help me write. If you're writing, if you're saying it, say, say after me, say faith speaks. Second Corinthians 4, 13 says, for we walk by faith and not by, no, 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 no. Second Corinthians 4, 13 says, we having the same spirit of faith as it is written, I have believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and we therefore keep mute. We also believe and we therefore keep quiet. When you believe, what are you supposed to do? Speak, baby. Speak to your mountain. Stop telling people about your issue, about your mountain. See what I'm going through. See all the people you have told. See, 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 what have they done? Speak to the mountain. You see any growth in your body, curse it. Any lack in your family, curse it. Take it by the root and deal with it. Your dad must not die young. Your mom must not die young. They should live long to enjoy the fruit of their labor. And you must do well. Can I have an amen? Your parents are separated. Call them back in the name of Jesus. I don't want a broken home. I want you back. Whatever. Faith always speaks. That's why some people don't like me and I thank God for them. Because I'm a man of faith and I speak. And when I speak, they don't like me speaking. Yeah. Do you realize that that happens? Especially when you speak what others are not speaking. When you just say in your class, try it this week. And say, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. Somebody will look at you and say, so we, we are not blessed, Abby. Now, George, have you said, I'm blessed. All these people are not blessed. Did you say that? No. But they are just jealous of you because you confessed the word of God over your life. And I'm wondering why people always try to attack our faith. Why don't you use that same energy you're using to attack me to develop your own faith? When I was going to get married, my wife and I, we decided, I mean, we, all, we both came from very humble backgrounds, and we decided on our wedding day, for the first time in our life, we will enter a limousine, so we use a limo to bring us to church. Oh my God, we need to hear stuff that happened. They didn't say it in our presence. They said it behind us, and the devil arranged for us to hear, because the Holy Spirit doesn't arrange for you to hear such things. The devil will make you hear such things to affect you negatively. Why? Unlike Ashiji, Bobo Fred, yeah, his mouth is big. You just be saying big, big things. Big, yes, 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 because my God is big. I told myself and I told my wife when we got married, when it is time to build a house, I am not building the bush, and I'm not building far from church. My house must be close to church. We're on the way now. Whatever you want, say with your mouth. I never saw a Mercedes coming when I had said many, many years ago, I like to own a Mercedes. I like, when they just, because my uncle had a Mercedes, sometimes God will give you an exposure into the future. He's exposing you to what he wants to give you, much more. I said, when they closed the door on number 20, Parry Road, University of Ibadan, when they closed the door, boom, there's a way it sounds. 
when you close a cap like that, the sound is But when you close a car, you hear If it's a motor, when you close one door, the other door will open. My father never owned a car all his life. He rode a Vespa. KW something, 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 that was the number. I felt like a big boy on that Vespa. And I would get back home like this. My eyes would be gone. Water would be coming from my eyes. From the breeze blowing into my eyes. And my dad would tell me, when I'm riding you, try to squint your eyes a bit. Don't open it like this, like globe. You know, I'm blessed with eyeballs. They close it. Close this one. I say, okay, sir. Okay, sir. But I didn't want my children to, to be exposed to that. What do you want? Stop fighting me. Believe God for you. The same God overall is rich unto all that call upon him. The people that own those things, do they have two heads? God doesn't mind us having things. He only minds things having us. If the only reason I'm praying and I'm preaching and I'm a pastor is for Benz and for house and for overseas, then I'm in the wrong place, in the wrong profession. Because there are people that own these things, they don't even know God. A woman in America has 16 private jets. She's not even a Christian. No husband said. 16. No minister of God has 16. We are not serving Christ for things. But as we pursue the kingdom, as we pursue the king of the kingdom, the things we need, he knows what we need. They will come along the line. Can I have an amen? And you can believe him for the best life now. You can believe him for the best results in your academics. You can believe him for increase in your business. You can believe him for good report this week. And believe him for sound health. It's all available. Your daddy has it in abundance. Don't do without are you with me? You need a husband? God has got plenty of them. He's going to give you your own, branded, customized in your name. Need a wife? God will give you if you trust him. That's why you don't commit adultery. What does adultery mean? You are eating from someone else's. You are stealing from someone else. Hey, son, blessed people don't do that. Ask me for a wife, I'll give you your own. When God gave them the commandments, it wasn't because God wanted to kill them. Thou shalt not steal. What does that mean? I'm a blessed father. My son, you are blessed. Ask me for whatever you need. I'll give you your own money so thou shalt not steal from another person. Did you get what I said? Has somebody been blessed today? Faith works by love. Faith is, faith, write this down also as I close. I didn't say this in the first service. So this one is more, more blessed. Faith has a confident expectation. Faith has a confident expectation. I expect this to happen and it will happen. I mean, that's faith. Proverbs 23, 18. Quickly, media, please, um, as I'm closing. Proverbs 23, 18 and Proverbs 24, 14. 23, 18, 24, 14. Both of them say something. Your expectation shall not be cut short. For surely there's an end and thine expectation shall what? Come on, say it out. What will happen to your expectations? It will not be dashed. You will not be disappointed. Since I believed in Jesus Christ, I have never been disappointed. It's an old song. Since I believed in Jesus Christ, I have never been disappointed. Since I believed. Proverbs 24, 14. Quickly, quickly, quickly. I need to close. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul. When thou hast found it, 
then there shall be a reward. And thy expectation shall not be cut short. I pray for someone here. Your expectation will not be cut short. Romans 15, 13. Romans 15, 13. Quickly. Now the God of hope. Now the God of hope. Fill you with all joy. Read everybody. When you say you are standing in faith, read this is what should happen in your life. When you are standing in faith, when you are walking by faith, are you with me? Lola, are you getting me now? When you are in faith, you are not squeezing your face. For people to know you are very spiritual. I'm walking by faith. Why are you not smiling? We are fasting our church and I'm walking by faith. No. When you are in faith, you should smile. Read this, everybody. Want to go? Now, the God of hope fill you with all what? Joy smiles. Tell your neighbor, joy smiles. Fill you with all joy and shalom in believing. When you are in believing, you should be filled with all joy and peace. Not that you are agitated. Oh, I don't know what will happen. Will they call me? Will they not call me? Are they coming for me? Are they not coming for me? Hey, I hope I will not fail. I hope they will not disappoint me. I hope they have not scammed me. With all joy and peace in believing. Why? That you may abound in hope. In confident expectation. Through the power of the Holy Ghost. Are you expectant this week? Please. Let me warn you. When next you are coming to this church, whether Thursday Bible study or Sunday service, come with an expectation. Lord, I want you to speak to me. Lord, I want the healing of my body or my mom at home. Lord, say something that will transform my life. I expect you to do this for me. The reason many don't have testimonies is because they don't have expectations. Are you getting what I'm saying? Expectation is the mother of manifestation. If you are not expecting anything, people come to me and say, Pastor, let, please pray for me. I say, what's your prayer point? Eh, nothing in particular, just pray. No, I don't pray. I pray when I know what you're asking God for. So that when it comes, we can give glory to God together. Are you, are you, are you with me? It's like you go to the airport. Where are you going? I don't know. Anywhere the plane is going, just carry me there. Who will carry you? Carry you, go, carry me there, go now. Are you with me, church? Love, 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 love. Oh, God. Write this down. Matthew 9, 36, he had compassion on them. Matthew 15, 32, he had compassion on them. Matthew 9, 36, Matthew 15, 32, Jesus had compassion on them. What is compassion? Compassion is not pity. Compassion is love in action. Let us be a people of compassion this year. And then God will use us. To raise the dead. God will use us to heal the sick. God will use us to recover the sight of the blind. God will use us when we have compassion on people. We should be a people of love. One of our sisters lost her mom last Sunday after service. She had been terminally ill for a while. And we prayed. But I thank God that I was able to lead her to Christ and minister Holy Ghost baptism to her and she received and spoke in tongues. Now, some of you didn't know, but I've said it now. Some of you already heard before today. Have those of you that heard before today, have you reached out to her? Have you called her on the phone? She's outside the battle now, probably coming this week. But call her on the phone. Visit with her when she comes. Let her know she has a church family. That girl lives several miles from church. If you know of the area called Elebu, that's the area. And her house is now very far, 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 far inside. Some ministers followed me. Because I had to bury the mom on Tuesday. She, the family called me on Monday and said, you were mommy's pastor. You are a pastor. You have to be the one to anchor the burial. I said, oh, really? I've not buried somebody before, but well, we got to go. 
I mean, she wasn't a member of the expression house, but her daughter is. And so we can't deny her now. We are family. Church is a family. The ministers that went with me from church, they said, Pastor, you mean, because on the way, we, we all slept off, apart from the driver. We dozed off. You mean this is where your member is coming from? I said, I have two of them. Oyin and Esther. They joined us from Polybadon, from the campus fellowship. They joined the church, and they finished Poly like four years ago. They are still in the church, and they are coming from that far. Now, should we show them compassion or not? Church is not just for the good times. Praise the Lord. I made the first class in UI. We will rejoice with you. Come and eat rice. But it's also for the times that are not so good. In fact, that is when people will feel loved. Somebody has made a mistake now, for example, or somebody has done something wrong, we will correct them, but we'll do it in love. There, there are two ways to correct people. You can correct to kill them. You can correct in love. When I correct you, yeah, me, I fight you. But deep down in my heart, I'm fighting you because of love. Because I'm saying, hey, baby girl, you should know better. You should be better than this. As a family, please, let's bond some more. Very soon, I'll give us how we're going to break down into small, small groups. I want small groups. Out of your small groups of four, one, one person will be your pastor. So the pastor will be reporting to the HOMs. The HOMs will be reporting to me, and I'll be having meetings with the pastors. We need to know one another. Let us not just leave our back door open. People are hurting sometimes, and nobody cares about them. Nobody calls because nobody knows them. Somebody's not in church for three weeks, and they don't get a call from the church. It's not good. Let's be honest. Ah, no, pastor. Should everybody's for himself. No, not in this church. We are one family. Can I have an amen? Somebody fails an exam. They need somebody around them to encourage them. They might even get a tutor from the church who might help them. The church is not just, bring money, oh, we want to buy AC. Pastor is sweating. And you know, this is not the kind of pastor that will tell you that. There's no AC in my house. I want 10 people that can give me 100,000 ish. 100,000 ish. And you know, your pastor, Shiren, need to pay school fees. So, if I were your pastor, if I'm a man of God, if I, if I was called by God, oh God, calm down. This is not that kind of pastor. What does it cost to love one another? Some of you are even fighting each other. You're not talking. End it today. When we end it, you'll see the power of God, the glory flowing like water. I know some people that are in church this morning because I personally reached out to them to say, hey, baby, where, where have you been? Get back to church. Guy, what did they do? Uh, Pastor, come back to church. What about church members? I don't know everybody. What are we doing? What are you giving to the church? Some come to church for what they can get, get, get. No, that's wrong. You really want God to bless you? Look for what to give, give, give. It's not always money. Give some love. One of our sisters there, she shared with me how she puts my messages on her school's platform and the mates are complaining, but they are getting blessed one by one. She's going to the extent of sending them data to watch the message, to download and watch. She's going to the extent of adding them to the audio mark. And we're having testimonies from that angle. Some of us don't, you don't even talk to people about your church. I spoke with a lady last week. She's a student of UI. Because about three, four first-timers mentioned her name to me, that she invited them. And I didn't know this lady. I said, okay, please, 
pointed to me, then I saw her. And she's in church this morning. I don't want to look in her direction. And I said, you're just a wonderful person. And we smiled and exchanged contact. So when I called the friends last week, we were all just laughing on the phone. I, I mentioned that yesterday at the retreat. I didn't have much to say. They were laughing. Pastor Fred is on the line. I was laughing. So what's going on? And I said, there's no light in you, I.O. This, da, da, da. And then we laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. And then I spoke with her. Why do you do what you do? You know what she told me? When you go to a place and you find that they have good stuff, why shouldn't you tell others? Do you know in the Bible, somebody told somebody about Jesus? Look at his disciples. Some of them were brothers. Andrew and Peter, for example. One found Jesus, told the brother. And that was how they were telling everybody. You, have been, you belong to a church, and in three months, you have not found somebody to invite. You are not a good Christian. So change. I've hit you now below the belt. You are good in the name of Jesus. As a good Christian, please, I'm not saying this just because I want the church to be full. I'm saying this because there are people on the verge of decision making. Somebody in UI wants to commit suicide because they made a mistake or they failed an exam or somebody jilted them. If you don't tell them about Jesus, you will hear it on social media that they have died. So please, let compassion flow from your heart. That way, the power of God will flow like water. How many of you like the power of God to flow like water through you? You like to go to your house and they say, a child is convulsing. I say, bring me that child. Put him one year old. And you put your hand on the child and you say, you foul spirit, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, whose I am and whom I serve. Out! And boom, it goes and the child returns to normal. Would that be nice? Come on. Would that be nice? Jesus wants to do that through you and much more. But do you love or you say they are smelling. I don't talk to smelly people. Let's think. This is a message for thinking people. As we journey with Jesus in 2023. He will make out of our lives what we can never make by ourselves. And I see Jesus lifting you this year. Can I have a better amen? Stand on your feet and shout a good amen. I see Jesus lifting you this year. I see you getting to your destination this year. You will get there. Come on, say amen. Every dream of your heart will find expression this year. Those of you doing business and trusting God for expansion, this year is your year of expansion. Those of you trusting God for multiplication, this year is your year of multiplication. Those believing God for good grades and reading and doing all of that, good grades will locate you this year. Those believing God for life partners and what have you, you have it this year in the name of Jesus. Your bones will flourish like hers. I saw that in the Bible. I marked it for you. I'm going to use that to bless you next week. I have a blessing I've marked down in the Bible for you. I want to release it next week. And we will travel on the wings of blessing throughout this year. There shall be no failure. There shall be no abortion. 
There shall be no loss. There shall be no loss. There shall be no failure. There shall be no abortion. Whatever you start this year, you receive the grace to finish it. Whatever you lay your hands to do shall prosper. Kings will come to the brightness of your rising. Nations will hear of your fame and come for you. Captains of industry will send for your expertise. God will take you from obscurity to limelight. You have grace for multiplied accomplishments in the name of Jesus. You will leap over the wall. I say you will leap over the wall. You will bless new trails in the name of Jesus. You will cover new grounds in the name of Jesus. You will set new records. You will break records that have hitherto existed before you in the name of Jesus. In your faculty, they said there was nobody like the previous person, but you will come and they will say this is a new person. Because you will break that record. You will set a new one. You will set a new trend. You will set a new pace. In the mighty name of Jesus. Through God you will do valiantly. I said through God you will do valiantly. Through God you will run through a troop. Supernatural strength. Supernatural speed. Supernatural acceleration. Testimonies like exaggeration. All around you in the name of Jesus. Your life will be an advertisement of the glory of God. Your life will be a mobile advertisement of the goodness of God. People will look at you and say, God is good. I said they will look at you and say, God is good. They will look at you and say, it is good to serve God. You will be an example of the goodness of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, your bread shall be sure. Water shall be supplied to you. Your dwelling shall be the munition of rocks. Your security is sure. Your defense is sure. You will never be a victim of kidnappers. In the mighty name of Jesus. For those of you that have been robbed. And those who have been swindled. The Bible says when a thief is caught. He will be made to repay sevenfold. Whether they are physically caught or not. We catch them spiritually. And I decree a sevenfold return. Of that which they stole from you. In the name of Jesus. So shall it be. You are blessed. And it is irreversible. So you are irreversibly Receive it. Lift your hands and say, Father, I thank you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 